I'm here. Hey, gang. Welcome once again to Talking Turley. And boy, you are not going to want to miss this because Rachel Meadow, she's really lost it this time. The constitutional right to espouse and say even the worst political ideas without committing a crime by doing so. There's no, you know, bar association to yank his law license. There's no radio or TV network to say we're not hosting your show anymore. What is the institution here that decides this is on their patch? What is the institution here that decides that you can never espouse things like this and also be part of them and also represent them? There is only one. It's his political party, which, when he is running to be the Republican nominee for president of the United States, means that he's contending to lead that party. While promising that he will build camps to hold millions of people in this country and he will use the military against American civilians at home in America and his political opponents are vermin who will be crushed and exterminated. That is the test here. That is the only, he's not running as an independent. He's not running as the Trump for president candidate. He is running as the Republican. He wants to be the Republican nominee for president. And so that is the only institution. That is the institution that is being tested here. This is him testing the political party that he says he's going to lead. Testing them now, one year out from the election, to see what they will tolerate as an institution. Which means every single member of that party will now have to answer whether this is who they are, whether this is what they stand for, whether this is the cause of their party. We know from history that a country under threat does not stand up for itself amorphously with some sort of inchoate civic objection that just redounds to the population at large. It works that way like in fiction and poetry. In real life, a country under threat stands up for itself when the institutions that make up the civic and political life of that country stand up and say what they are for and what they can no longer stand. There is only one institution in this country that is implicated by what he is doing, and he is testing them. And that is the point where we are now. <laughs> She's now before we bring in Dr. Steve here. I actually think that this is quite an interesting little um, little rant by Maddow to think about. Um, now, obviously, on one level, she is clearly delusional because none of this stuff is going to happen, even if Trump's, you know, we know that none of this stuff is really going to happen. Um, but let's put that aside for a second and pretend that what she is saying is true and that Trump really is going to do this. And, you know, he does represent the threat. Now, clearly, she's making allusions to uh, the rise of the mid-century Germans in Weimar, Germany. That's the parallel, the tired old comparison she's making. Um, and, you know, Trump has kind of amped up the rhetoric recently, uh, talking about retribution for his enemies and so on. Um, so let's just pretend, let's just go with that. There is something interesting, a little kind of learning moment, as we like to say here, because Maddow is articulating effectively what the liberal state believes, because the liberal, uh, a liberal democracy is essentially a totalitarian system where the institutions have to uphold um, a set of values that are liberal and democratic at all times. And effectively what Trump is suggesting are some illiberal, some illiberal measures uh, that he, you know, some policy preferences that he has that he that he says he's running on now, 
And what Rachel Maddow is saying, if we just go uh, uh, back to her a moment, what she is saying is effectively that this should not be allowed, that the liberal democratic uh, the institutions of a liberal democratic regime cannot allow this to go unchecked. And it has to use its power um, basically to shut that down. And that the institution in question here is the Republican Party, the GOP, which has failed to gatekeep Trump. It has failed to, to uh, sufficiently police the liberal democratic boundaries. Because um, in Maddow's world and in the liberal, liberal democratic world, there are a tightly defined set of parameters and all your opinions have to be within that. Okay. Now you can mock her, but actually she's right. And I think Carl Schmidt, who wrote extensively on this topic, would agree that she is right. And, you know, we then quickly get into the paradox of uh, tolerance, right? The Or the paradox of intolerance, um, whereby Maddow then would want to use illiberal and undemocratic means to shut Trump down effectively, right? That, that is what she wants to do. Um, and in a strange way, I actually think that she's right on this. Like, let's pretend that Trump really did. Um, uh, obviously, I don't agree with her because I, I would support all of the things Trump is Trump is suggesting. But I, I think that a vast bulk of the population, certainly the MAGA base, uh, certain, you know, millions and millions of people who support Trump would actually support what he's doing, which is very democratic. Right. But it's not very liberal. And uh, really what the liberal or a, de or a liberal democracy wants is it wants to give you a set of choices between uh, effectively different flavors of the same thing. You know, in this country, we I always go back to the 2010 election when it was, you know, uh, Gordon Brown versus Nick Clegg versus David Cameron. And, that, you know, that is essentially the set the set of parameters that you're allowed to choose between. You know, you can have, you know, John Kerry or Mitt Romney, you know, effectively various different flavors of Tony Blair or various different flavors of Bill Clinton over and over again. OK. And what Mad and that's basically what Maddow wants. Right. I mean, OK, Maddow on her show, she has to make money. She'll call George W. Bush or Mitt Romney a Nazi as well. But, you know, really they're just kind of argue, you know, it, it's just uh, Maddow and Shapiro arguing over tax policy or, you know, we want it a little bit higher, we want it a little bit lower. But they're basically in the same moral universe. They're operating in the same uh, moral and political paradigm. And what she is flapping her uh, arms about here on is that Trump has gone outside the liberal democratic paradigm with these policy proposals that he is currently touting um and she's actually right she, she i mean i don't obviously i would love to see those things happen but from the point of view of a liberal democracy she is actually correct that it is the gop's function to stop this happening right um now obviously none of this stuff is going to happen but i just think it's a kind of an interesting point i don't want to labor it too much all right let's see what dr steve has to say is doing and he is testing them and that is the point where we are now. <laughs> She's losing it, gang. They're all losing it. The whole of the legacy media is finally, finally coming to the realization that we are witnessing nothing less 
than the single greatest political comeback in history, and they are on the wrong side. Hey, gang, it's me, Dr. Steve, your patron professor. Here to help you think better so you can feel better in these crazy and turbulent times. If you haven't done so, you know what to do. Make sure to smack that bell and subscribe button. Also, I want to prepare you for this Friday at the end of this week. I'm sharing some really exciting news I've been working on for some time now. And if I know what it is, I know what it is. I don't want to spoil it too much. Hold on. If you're on my email list, you'll read the announcement even sooner. So let, let me just, he's giving the announcement now. It's this. Oh, the Taylor Cruz, everybody. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's see what else he's going to say. I promise you, if you're on a top fan of this channel, you're going to absolutely love it. So don't miss it this Friday. Big announcement. Now, what you just heard, and let me start by apologizing for having to put you through that. Uh, though you got to admit it is a little fun. <laughs> I mean, I find it's actually fun to watch these woke lunatics just lose it. I mean, they're just now coming to the realization that Trump isn't only just going to crush Biden, he's going to crush them. One of the key themes of his campaign of late has been his personal pledge, his promise to unleash the beast, to go full animal on the deep state, on permanent Washington, on the ruling establishment, and break it, smash it like it's never been smashed before. And they're publicly panicking over this, as you just heard Rachel Maddow try to put two sentences together that formed a coherent thought. I mean, after hearing that rant, exiled Appalachia tweeted out, did she take speech lessons from Kamala? Her, her rant did indeed teeter on the confused and muddled something akin to Kamala's uh, characteristic word salads. Well, I think culture is, it, it is a reflection of our moment and our time, right? And, <laughs> and, and present culture oh is the God. way we express how we're feeling about the moment. And, and we should always find times to express how we feel about the moment that is a reflection of joy because, you know, it comes in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the state on that stage. <laughs> I made a video once called uh, America the Lizzo Nation. <laughs> oh my God, look at that. We have to find ways to also express the way we feel about the moment in terms of just having language and, and, and a connection to how people are experiencing life. And I think about it in that way too. Hey gang, it's me, academic agent, and I can't wait to share with you some analysis of awesome conservative trends by Dr. Steve Turley. You are not going to want to miss this. But first, let me tell you about one of the great courses available here at the Academic Agency. Buy it now. Are you sick of hearing about Marx and Keynes? Do you want to know why neoclassical economics is so flawed? Have you ever wondered how to work out the marginal productivity of a burger bun? Do you want to level up your econ knowledge? Buy it now. £350. Foundations of Economics. Foundations of Economics. I'm here. Foundations of Economics. Get it now. Now, the reason why Rachel Maddow and much of the legacy media is absolutely losing it today 
is because of the latest stack data polling, which was a detailed week-long, three-week-long survey of over 15,000 voters. And it found that were the election held today, Trump would win with nearly 300 electoral votes, far more than George W. Bush ever got. I mean, he would crush Biden. And the survey found that Trump is doing better with blacks and Latinos than any Republican in half a century. What a number of other polls. Yeah, and I can I just uh, come in on that point, which is um, it, it's true. Trump is polling very well with blacks and, uh, and Latinos, with black men in particular. I think it's uh, in some polls it's over it's fifty percent, uh, unprecedented, um, over forty percent in many of them, especially the young black male, men. Um, and uh, earlier this year, I went. Uh, I was at the Witan conference, and we did a like a roundtable thing. Um, it wasn't filmed. But, you know, the people who were there in the live audience will remember this, where I, I I was just kind of spitballing. And I said, well, you know, with this mugshot, the mugshot had just come out. A lot of the uh, the black men um, will look at that mugshot of Trump and they'll see themselves, i.e., you know, they have gone through that and they'll be like, oh, hold on a second. This system that I think is against me, it's against him as well. So it's not a very difficult calculus to kind of lean into that. Um, but the trick that everybody misses with the hashtag hood for Trump, uh, and there's, a, there's an even, there's a different hashtag, N-word for Trump, N-word for Trump I've seen as well. And there's quite a lot of these guys around, especially the, the, the younger guys. They're pretty vocally supporting Trump at this point. The trick that everybody misses is that in the 2020 election, and I think that Dr. Steve, if you ever watch this, I think he would get excited by this point as well. You should make a video on it. If it is this narrative of the hood for Trump keeps on going, and if it's really obvious that Trump has vocal black male support uh, in, in the voting, uh, uh, you know, in the hood and so on, if they try the malarkey, that they tried in 2020, which was in exactly in those districts. Remember, it was exactly in those areas, in those key counties, in those key states where the malarkey went on, the fortification. Could we get a scenario where the vocal black male support for Trump, you know, maybe they'll uh, do a bit of that rioting they're so famous for. You know, they'll make it impossible, basically, for them to try it on in exactly those places. Now, I know that on the ground, the operatives and so on tend to be black women. The Democrat uh, Party kind of machine runs through black women. I, I, uh, a lot of people have told me that. But that doesn't matter, really, because in a strange way, if he's got the black man, he controls the streets. So anyway, that is a, that is a kind of small uh, uh, point, but it's interesting to see it continue. Because, uh, you know, when I said that at the Witan, I was laughed out of the room. by Almost everybody else on the panel thought I was crazy. Everybody in the room thought I was nuts. But, you know, there's something about Trump that's always appealed to that crowd. You know, the, the ongoing joke, uh, Trump is the first black president and so on. That mugshot, I'm telling you, it went hard with that crowd. Anyway, let's continue. Showed. I mean, it's stunning. And he's winning swing states by a lot. I mean, by a margin that way exceeds the margin of fraud. Trump's gaining in virtually all of the counties that he so-called lost back in 2020. He's crushing it in Arizona. He's crushing it in Nevada. 
He's crushing it in Georgia and Wisconsin and Michigan and Pennsylvania. And as we've pointed out a number of times, this is but the latest of a number of polls that showed Trump running away with it in the swing states. So a couple of weeks back, of course, there was that devastating New York Times poll that showed Trump leading Biden in five of six critical battleground states. That was followed just a few days later by an Emerson poll that corroborated the New York Times findings. Emerson, too, had Trump leading in five of the six swing states that Biden had supposedly won in 2020. And then a few days after Emerson, Bloomberg dropped a bombshell. It had Trump basically leading in all six swing states. And so needless to say, with this latest stack data polling that showed Trump up by nearly 300 electoral votes among 15,000 voters, winning virtually all the swing states, at, at least four of them, he flips at least four of Biden's swing states from 2020, and he flips them again decisively by a very healthy margin. You can see why Rachel Maddow's freaking out with all of this. Trump's gained in virtually every single county of every single swing state. I mean, there's no way around this. Trump is poised to win 2024 in a blowout. And so Maddow and her ilk in the woke media are absolutely beside themselves. They literally don't know what to do. Their 24-7 barrage and 99.9% negative reporting didn't work. The 2020 shenanigans didn't work. The J6 kangaroo committee didn't work. The weaponized lawfare didn't work. Ron DeSantis didn't work <laughs> in his three-inch heels. Nothing's working to take this guy out. He keeps coming back, and he keeps coming back stronger than ever. So butter the popcorn, gang, and sit back. The woke wailing is just about to begin. Are you ready to join the resistance? Because I'm leading a group of dedicated, courageous patriots who can lead a spearhead into the heart. I love him. I really do. I love him. Uh, okay, let me uh, just give my take really quickly here. I think Dr. Steve is basically right uh, that Trump is going to win. Uh, I honestly think that uh, looking at all the indicators, uh, you know, we could be seeing a Reagan 84 map, something like that. You know, I really do think this is going to be a blowout. Um, however, my reasons for thinking that, I, I, I mean, a lot of people were like, well, they're not going to allow him to win. They're going to stick him in jail. They're going to, you know, they're going to pull the fortification and so on. I actually don't think that's going to happen. I, I think that uh, in a strange way, uh, Trump winning will actually benefit the regime. Uh, and uh, And this is obviously going to be where Dr. Steve and I depart, right? Dr. Steve actually believes all this stuff from Trump that he's going to like, uh, you know, uh, deconstruct the deep state and all the rest of it. Um, and in a in a funny way, both Rachel Maddow and Dr. Steve, um, you know, they believe the kayfabe. Whereas I'm more like a kind of, a, you know, a Dave Meltzer figure who sees through the kayfabe and actually is like, well, what is actually happening here? I think Trump will win in, in 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 the landslide and will actually have the function of saving the regime let, let me explain how this works i mean this is something i've gone over many times over the past couple of years but some some of you newer uh watchers may not be aware of this theory it's called putting the woke away right first thing is that this uh, i have always said that maga is one of the most genuinely pro-black movements in American history, okay? Uh, they've always had this thing where Trump has kind of leaned into the Blacks for Trump idea. 
you remember Diamond and Silk? I, I, I know one of them died. I think they're going to go even harder on that because in a strange way, MAGA is a spiritually black movement in, in my view. And this will be sold as a boon, okay? Because in a strange way, the MAGA crowd are the least racist people around. Despite all of the rhetoric, they are the only people who are genuinely colorblind, right? And I, I call this phenomena back to fresh prints, okay? Do you remember back in the 90s where... Um, you know, because everybody watched Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and had Uncle Phil as their favorite character, you could then say, well, you know, I'm not racist because I love Uncle Phil or I like Will Smith or whatever. Um, but, you know, back in the 80s, uh, I remember they had Beverly Hills Cop or 48 Hours. There were tons of these uh, lethal weapon, white guy, black guy. We're on the same at the end of the day. Yo, we you know, you're black and I'm white, but. At the end of the day, we're both American, man, and we want the same things, and we both want to make the country great again. You know, this whole idea. Now, for various different reasons, I believe that colorblind liberalism, uh, you know, is, is a delusion. But I actually think that at this moment, where the left seems like they're, uh, you know, the party of racial division, the party of uh, BLM and uh, divisiveness and so on, I think this message, the Back to Fresh Prince message, is quite popular, uh, you know, not just with boomers, but with a lot of people, but black and white. So I think that we'll see the Back to Fresh Prince because it, be it is a better message for social cohesion in, in, in America. The, the second, uh, th obviously, Trump will win. OK, and they will allow that to happen. I believe that. Uh, the third thing is I believe that uh, the woke will be put away um, through the uh, the DEI department shutting down. This is something that Dr. Steve has highlighted himself um, and quote unquote racism being banned. The template for this, the rollout was uh, in Florida. Ron DeSantis's Stop Woke Act was the test drive for this. Uh, they will use the Israel Hamas situation um, to push through uh, a kind of de-wokeification -woke of a lot of the, the, the universities. Um, and if you don't believe me, this stuff has already started to happen. You just didn't notice it happening. This was back in the summer where ABC picked up that, you know, corporate America was slashing all of its uh, DEI workers. Uh, the roles were disappearing. Um, you know, they got the message that this stuff is not popular. Uh, diversity roles are disappearing three years after George Floyd. Um, goodbye to anti-bias training. Amazon, Applebee's, and Twitter are ditching woke diversity teams. Uh, so, you know, this stuff is already happening, really. But Trump coming in and making a big show of putting this stuff away will be the kind of signal that the woke era is officially over and America has kind of come to terms with this. And all of the liberals and so on, the Rachel Maddows, they will quickly make peace with that. A lot of people think that you're going to see like violence on the streets and they're just not going to allow this to happen. Uh, I, I believe the regime actually wants this to happen. Um, I, I believed it before. Now the Hamas attack happened and you have the uh, ailing support for uh, Israel in, the, in that conflict. Um, they're losing, like, you cannot have a situation where there's almost nobody in the country who buys into the institutions that Maddow was talking about. So in a strange way, if they did all these things, uh, you then would have a lot of people who are disillusioned with the system and disillusioned with America, especially young white men. Well, at the moment, 
would never dream of fighting for their country or would, would never dream of um, believing in America in, the, in that kind of 1980s Ronald Reagan sense. So this is essentially Trump as Reagan, uh, you know, gearing up to fight Cold War 2.0. And what's the ultimate aim of all this? Trump will help uh, the regime recruit for the military again. White boys will sign up in their droves to die in their wars. Now, you, you think that, you know, a lot of people watching this will think, oh, well, that's that's impossible, AA, because, you know, America sucks in 2023. But you've got to remember how much, how galvanizing the energy of a big Trump win would be for that. And if he does make a big show of putting away a lot of these kind of elements that annoy many people, now with uh, you know the Israel, uh, the Israel kind of lobby behind him, helping him in, in, in the background. I, I believe that uh, this is pretty much inevitable at this point. Now, if I'm wrong, I'll have egg all over my face. I've said it. I've made. I've been very public with my prediction, and I'll owe Aaron McIntyre a cigar, and he'll have kind of uh, you know uh, boasting rights forever over me, right? But you know. To me, it almost seems like nailed on that this will happen. Even if they put Trump in jail, he'll still win and he'll be president from jail or whatever. Uh, I don't think they're going to do that. They'll find some mechanism to get him off. And uh, trust me. So Trump, far from being the man who will kind of destroy the regime, he will actually be the man to save the regime. And Steve Turley. We'll cheer that on. All right. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, hope you're enjoying these. I said, as long as people are enjoying them, I'll carry on making them. As soon as people are fed up, I'll stop making them. Let me know in the comments if you're still enjoying these. Uh, as long as you're enjoying them, I'll carry on making them. Uh, so long for now. Get out, everybody. Get out. What goes on in this town is none of your business. As long as I'm living here, it is. Then maybe you shouldn't be living here! Well, that's easily fixed.